0: I'm your host Andrea. My co-host today is the world's best editor in chief, Jen Coulter. Hi, Jen.
1: Hi. I've been on the show a bunch of times lately, and I'm happy to be here.
0: Yeah, I I usually say I took it out of my notes. I usually say my sometimes co-host, but I just feel like it's kind of I kind of been hitting the beats. I yeah, in all of them. You know, I think uh, official officially co-host. Um, yeah. So today's guests, I'm just going to jump right in. We can we can do small talk another time, Jen. Um, today's <laughs> guests are Left of the Dial favorite. If you pay attention to leftofthedial.fm, you'll be familiar with Soft and Dumb from Jen's review of their self-titled album a little over a year ago, as well as their interview for our home studio stories, which is very cool. That was shortly after that. Today, the Illinois-based duo joins us on the podcast to talk about their new EP, Heaven, out November 17th. That's today. Welcome to the podcast, Elaine and Travis, a.k.a. Soft and Dumb. Hi, hello. Hey.
2: Thanks so much for having us.
0: Thank you for coming. We're happy to
1: be here once again. I was happy to hear your EP. Um, One of the things that I really liked about the self-titled and something we we talked about specifically in the home studio stories interview um, is the way that you approach production and recording. Um, so for a little bit of context for listeners, um, the self-titled uh, was primarily recorded in a basement and in closets. And um, the way that it was recorded gave the album, this really kind of honest and intimate feeling to it and, um, And this EP, I feel like you're taking that kind of to the nth degree because of the more stripped down sound. And I wanted to know a little bit more about your approach to the EP and kind of how you approached it this way versus how you approached the self-titled.
3: We approached the EP with a sense of like, oh, we we just want to release something. So we recorded the EP in a span. We recorded, mixed and mastered the EP in a span of three days um, just because we were so antsy to release something after having not released something for a year. Um, and we'd been working on our second album and it was just taking so long because we were we're big perfectionists. <laughs> and so this EP was very much us trying to give up our perfectionism. Uh, and we recorded it just on a four-track tape recorder. And obviously that can be limiting if you like, want to add like some... Extra instruments or layers, or like you know, there's no drums on the album. Just like Travis, just banging on a desk for one
4: song.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, we had to really get creative with the limitation. Of this one,
2: yeah, uh, yeah, no, that's I, I like the parallel of how you, are you know, looking at because because I look at the old, I guess the self titled from last year as like, I guess I mean it is stripped down because we are we were doing it all ourselves, right, and recording in a basement and mixing and whatever, but. Yeah, especially, I think, that in this, this, for this project, wow, like Lainey said, three days to, like, fully record, mix, and master, and even, like, write two songs. I think even, like, one or two of those songs were, like, written in that window, too, or whatever. Yeah. It was really just thrown together. And, and yeah, I mean, and the irony of it is, like, you know, the last project we spent, like, a year working on, this one we spent three days, and I don't know about Lainey, but, I mean, I like it even better. (laughs) (laughs) it's it's hard to say that right because it's like these are all songs that we never played live okay they're they're all like stuff that people were talking to now they're like what what are these like what's happening whatever and that's kind of fun and exciting because i feel like traditionally what we do is we write a song and then we just beat the dead horse over and over and play it at like 20 shows or whatever and then it comes out a year later and it's like okay well like where's the fun in that i i don't know um I think that for this EP, it's like so fun to release something that one, like, you know, listeners have never heard, but even like we've never even heard realized into a song and it's like crazy, but yeah, we just put out this song, like the first single, it's called Wolf. Um, it's the second track on the five track EP. And it's like, that came out literally when was that two days ago or three days ago. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's a song that we probably had the first mix and first heard it ourselves literally like, Fifteen days ago and now it's like up on streaming and and we're burning CDs in the living room like right now, you know, while it's happening. So yeah. Fifteen also. days ago.
0: That's astounding. And mm-hmm. you use it's funny because you use the phrase thrown together, and it doesn't sound thrown together. Um mm-hmm. but there is that sort of feeling of like it feels I'm doing the thing I'm already doing the thing I'm like (laughs) trying to not use words like it but it does feel you know raw and unpretentious (laughs) and I can't say those things without sounding pretentious but it does like it feels really kind of like um I don't don't know like
2: I like what Jen had said about like um you know our last project being honest yeah because this is like even more it's like we're pushing that like yeah nth degree whatever we're we're pushing it even farther to that, like this feels super, super honest mm-hmm. and super reflective of like kind of not only our current state as a band, but also just like as a couple, right? And as like people, you know, our own relationships. It's, it's not like us taking forever to polish this story and push a narrative. It's like therapy. Yeah.
1: First of all, when you were talking about recording it over the course of three days, it's always amazing when people come on and say things like that. I can't do anything in three days (laughs) it takes me three days to make dinner (laughs) like and and then uh, that's really cool like being able to sit down and let it all out um it all it takes me three weeks to get a story out in therapy (laughs) let alone record an album
2: about it um to be fair like right how long have some of the how long ago was one of the songs written,
3: one of the well know? two of the songs were written last fall, and we've just been sitting on them yeah. and then we wrote, but two were written for, for the
2: this, project this
3: EP. Mm-hmm. um so we have been sitting on some of the songs, but it's just yeah, I think it was like a much needed release
2: the actual recording process, you know, Lainey talking about the perfectionism and like throwing that away that's what made it so, like we've been setting up mics and doing these stereo things and room mics and getting a 16 channel interface and whatever. And that's like how we recorded the basement. Yeah. And it's like it's it's great. And we're so lucky that we have like Laney's family home to record down there in. Um and her family's like always super excited when we're recording stuff and it's like, oh, I want to hear this or whatever. Like yeah. make me can you just that's burn cool. me? her mom's always like, can you just burn me a CD like wow. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um but like and that's super amazing. But at the same time it's like recording and writing and mixing and all that in the basement especially like an unfinished dingy one isn't the most like it's not the most creative environment um in the world and so like in a way i think what made it so easy for us to do this in three days is we just took the dumb little like right like four track task and porta studio whatever up to laney's room and like just like two mics right like one for each of our guitars and then just like took the same ones and sang vocals through it like mm-hmm or channels like mm-hmm. because we give ourselves those constraints it's like we've been working with 20 you know channels and working with this and that and whatever it's like we know that the little port of studio is kind of going to sound shitty anyway so we didn't really care about audio fidelity we didn't care about any of that
3: yeah i also think us literally getting out of the basement was just <laughs> also improved our moods um i'm always like do you have to practice on the basement?
2: <laughs> I know, symbolism I mean, the basement is quite literally hell, right? It's so and it's like, then we went all the way up to the, not only the first floor, but the second floor of her, bedroom <laughs> in, her old, in her old childhood bedroom, where there's all this amazing natural light. Right. And it's like, but it's also super empty and feels like this weird void of space. Cause it's like just a bed and like her desk and all this stuff. She's moved out now it's gone, you know? So it's just kind of like this like random empty, really soft room. And, I think that that was totally helped to add to the heaven, you know, vibe. Yeah.
1: I say, yeah, Do that you know- really paints a picture of recording it in an empty room. I like the uh the vibe of that.
0: Do you know what or- this reminds me of so much Jen is the conversation we had with Super Destroyer. With Super Destroyer? The last episode where uh he talked about recording in his basement and that feeling of exactly what you're talking about and that album being a much like more confined and like oppressive album for that that reason it's cool to have that juxtaposition between the two episodes yeah like the exploration of how
1: the environment kind of influences the sound um which is funny because one of the things that i liked a lot about the self-titled and it's funny because you keep saying uh that you re-recorded a lot and that there was perfectionism to it and stuff because when i heard it um your songs kind of strike me as almost there's almost like a diegetic feeling to listening to the album because i really like that it sounds live it's like um it has this like intimacy to it where when i listen to that and when i listen to this it kind of feels like going to like a low-key basement show and hearing it performed i don't think of it as like oh there are a bunch of tracks and layers to it, and things like that.
2: We never want this. this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really totally—you could say raw, whatever—live is exactly what we're after.
3: Yeah, we definitely. Re- I mean, we record it, us playing together live, not to like a click or anything. It's that's definitely where you get you're hearing the liveness and the sort more honest quality, um, just because one. We... Our songs have a lot of tempo changes, so it just isn't realistic to play it. No,
2: also, a- even if there wasn't a tempo change, it'd be the stupidest idea in the world to ever play with.
3: A- <laughs> yes. It's a dumb thing to do. Yeah, we're just very like I think it's like the natural, like the natural, more imperfect rhythm. feels Yeah, every one of shows. our,
2: <laughs> we're not keeping perfect time here. No. That's not <laughs> whatever. But yeah, I like even that. I, I don't know what the terms, but I would say like, I mean, there's also like what our last album sounds like, right? Like what this album sounds like, which is like totally different. Yeah. Um, and then there's also, you know, like the project we're working on now, because it's like hard to also talk about this EP without talking about, you know, it's like the same day that like that single just came out three days ago. Like we were going to Lainey's family home to work in the studio and be working on, you know, LP two or whatever. Right. It's like, it's it's hard to acknowledge one without talking about the other because heaven is i don't know if this ep would exist you know and we would be releasing if we weren't in the middle of also working on this other big project and i hate saying it like that because i want people to give this attention and whatever and i also have a fear that this is like even better than that upcoming album i don't know genuinely <laughs> i really really like this project um but yeah it's like there's the old album and like what we have managed to accomplish with our limited experiences as as musicians and as audio engineers and whatever and producers and lyricists and vocalists and whatever you know we're doing everything ourselves and artists and you know album covers and artwork and inserts Mm and the list goes on and on yeah um booking agents etc it's like but then there's also like what we're aspiring for and at least me personally i have a much better idea now especially going you know looking toward our next album of kind of what we really want to sound more like um you know we really want that sort of you know to really capture that live sound and Frankly, on on the self-titled last year, I think we did a lot of like trying to fix a lot of stuff in post mm-hmm. um, and a lot of like production tricks and this. And mm-hmm. frankly, that was just kind of making up for bad biking techniques. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're much more focused now, I think, on an approach of like really getting, you know, it's what people say all the time, right? But getting good mic placements and whatever and spending way less time in the mixing stage. You know, like we're talking a couple days, you know, not w- whatever
3: garbage in garbage
2: out yeah totally. <laughs> yeah totally and yeah um i don't know but that's kind of what i think what we're aspiring for we all i love that you pick up on that because we always we've always identified as a live band um i don't it's cool really get studio musicianship and all that stuff that's just not who i am personally it's like we just grew up in this band kind of playing in basements and playing in whatever and you know even like miking up a guitar cab was was a crazy idea right or even <laughs> thinking like drums a crazy idea right it's like no like you got a nice loud amp and you have some good loud cymbals and you can play in a basement
1: i want to ask you a little bit about some of the live shows you did this year but first um you'd mentioned doing the artwork yourselves elena did you do the ep artwork for this yeah
3: so it's funny because um i Actually, would just—it's a sticky note. The, so, sorry. I I'm love not, that. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I was—I work as a receptionist, and so on my off time at my job, I've just been uh, doodling on the sticky notes. So I just have like a large collection of these sticky notes because I'm just like trying to keep creatively engaged while I, you know. As much as I can, like just trying to find because I just don't have any time. I have three jobs, so it's like I'm trying to find any time I can to also do art and be creative. Um, And so I just collected all these sticky notes, and then when we threw this EP together, we're like, "Oh shit, we need art for it." And
2: (laughs) I was like, (laughs) "That was the thing." We did like record all the songs, and we're like, "Okay, well, we're gonna put this out in one week," you know, and like normally we would perfect, you know, artwork, and Lainey would take like a month on making this perfect thing, and I'm like. Oh, we should probably have artwork for this. Yeah.
3: So I drew one of the sticky notes. Uh, I was like, oh, it's like I drew an angel a like, couple like days ago. Like, this, this is good. It's like heaven. And then um, I just drew around it and just doodled as, you know, tried to be a little symbolic with it. But, you know, it, it was very much thrown together, which I think represents the EP.
2: Itself. And yeah, we even then we kind of put you know took that sticky note and then put it on you know paper and we made because again we love physicals and whatever and we really wanted to do cassettes and our friend kai was like always talking about trying to help us do these cassettes and um we made the artwork you know even digitally just a j card right for the cassette so it kind of also contains you know the track information the spine and and whatever but we did that all physically just like over the course again within I don't know if that counts as within the same three days. I think we did, which is pretty crazy.
3: Yeah, because what um, like you were like mastering, yeah. I was drawing all the art.
2: Yes, working in parallel. Yeah, yeah, the two of us. But yeah, scan it in. So all that stuff is analog too. It's a super analog project. Not for the sake of being analog, um, because we think that sounds better or looks better. It's more that because the process is just, frankly, at least for me, easier. Yeah, Um, I know Lainey countless times throughout the thing of me me being like, please just like draw on this thing. Like I'll draw. I I know the exact dimensions of the J card. I'll just like put all the lines down, and you can just like fill it in with all the artwork. And she was just like, can I please, for the love of God, scan this in and just draw in Photoshop and whatever? Blah 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 blah. blah."
3: I'm just a digital artist, and I'm just getting so used to like, oh God, smart guides and just like perfect centering. I'm awful at text layout traditionally. (laughs) It is, like, it is like the worst parts of being an artist is like the measuring. I hate it. It's and I like, love it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's the only thing I know how to do is layout and measuring and whatever. So I'm like, okay, if I just put these bass lines down and whatever, and then we erase everything and rescan it. Yeah, it's like cool. the
3: most frustrating part of making art. It's like, oh, I hate it. I hate the
0: number. It's so funny when you think about that. You said like working in parallel to actually making the music, but it does. It mirrors that too right the difference between going in with just the the four track and just the little card with the you know like here's the spine here's how much room we have here's how many tracks we can record and like letting that kind of shape the the um the the sound and the art i think that's a really cool um just like approach to to both sides of it
2: creativity, um and it's like you know just such a beautiful thing to like draw like we know exactly what the j card needs to look like in its size so we can draw it to size scan it to size print it to size whatever you know you're scaling it down for the digital artwork or whatever frankly it's like and that's more fun than taking something digital and then scaling it out to analog right
4: that's cool
2: you know even in what we're doing we're really always trying to prioritize physicals and like the physics, the the CDs and the cassettes, and we're also pressing seven inch vinyl for this, which is going to be really fun. All of those, we have all these like heads and tails on all the tracks where it's like, you can kind of hear us, you know, just sort of talking with each other before and after and like how we feel about going into and after each song, like, oh, was that a good take? You know, and like conversational um, because we want to sort of, we're not going to do that on streaming, right? Because we're going to keep the song shorts and get numbers and not piss anyone off. But, um, yeah, at least, like, I think it's a fun, like, little bonus thing for the physicals. That's
1: funny, I realized, I was like, I think I have
2: one of the CDs, but I think it's in my car. Yeah, I think you like, got one on Bandcamp or something. I remember seeing oh it. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah, um. I I forget this every time that my, my Bandcamp name is... Uh, spooky Gucci.
2: So I'll yeah, buy no, shit. Saw that, I was like, "Whoa, that's an awesome." Username. I'll buy
1: shit from like <laughs> people that I've talked to and interviewed in a professional setting.
2: Well, that's kind of like Lainey's uh, Venmo or
3: no, my co-star username. I got bitches. No, it, it, it's like that's, that's just like straight a bitches. Just straight it's bitches. just bitches.
2: <laughs> but, but no, I was thinking about what your Venmo username, oh, your, your profile picture. Yeah, my Venmo profile see.
3: picture. I like that was kind of forgot that My Venmo profile picture was like a picture of Pikachu in a bath <laughs> with boobs. And it,
2: what does it say? And what it, it say?
3: says, it, said, it was like, nice to relax after a long, hard game. With a dumb bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I love she'd that. be like, maybe like an official
2: payment for a landlord. Or <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Truly, you just made my uh, day or week.
2: Or when I you know. saw Spooky Hoochie, I told Laney immediately. Who's
0: <laughs> buying, <laughs> awesome.
2: <laughs> buying
0: our stuff? Who's <laughs> this oh, buying our stuff? So yeah, good. I think.
1: Oh fuck, I don't think it was. I forget who it was. Somebody I had reached out to for one of the home studio stories interviews. It, been, it might have been. I don't think it was you. But I just messaged them on Bandcamp, and after I did it, I was
0: like. Fuck, <laughs> I love it. That's the exact tone we're going for here at Lefto. Oh um, boy, we should uh, let our listeners talk listen. about something. <laughs> well, I that. would talk about this all day long, but our listeners uh, probably want to hear um, some of some of the EP. What should we uh, What should we play for them? This first track, Heaven.
2: Hell yeah. yeah, title title track, and it's what started it all.
4: Dust
3: inspired the EP, Uh, we were just playing together. And then I just, we wrote Heaven and we're like, okay, we need to release something. Let's just release a single.
2: Um, <laughs> you gotta walk it back, you're jumping the gun on guess, that. Okay, okay. What do you mean, we wrote heaven? Yeah, no, no, I, don't no, we I don't know, I don't know what not. to say. We did not. What I don't remember. Oh, that. no, I'm so sorry. Was is Wolf didn't... the one that you had written that was yeah. the older one? Okay, okay, okay. He said, now. Who's we? Yeah. we did
3: write heaven together. We, we, we did.
2: What What part did I have in writing that song? Um, this,
4: song.
2: this, I mean, this is a big thing recently that I've been saying a lot is like soft and dumb. Laney is the principal songwriter. she's bringing in a lot of songs a lot. She doesn't want to take on that identity, but it's it's the truth okay but i I have influence. a role for sure one hundred percent and i and I influence and I help arrange and whatever but like a song like heaven is a song that you wrote and but, brought into this project but
3: I feel like we worked out the guitar together
2: like okay yeah i yeah, I did help with that little middle section
0: you
2: <laughs> did in the weird time you, you social, wanted it to be weird for yeah. sure <laughs> But you have the hook that's the part, yeah, the part that I sing and whatever, yes i I did also write that guitar part, I guess, but <laughs> the the bulk of the song and the hook and whatever that the whole thing's based on that I could have never built on top of Laney brought in and just had out of nowhere, and we just thought it was super catchy, I think that I don't know if we ever even tried it down in the basement like we did that guitar. was actually
3: where it started, so it started okay. in the basement, and yeah, it was super rock. I would say I was like, it was really distorted out. I was trying to get a lot of feedback, which I liked. I liked, um, but then when we were um, trying to record stuff for as to release as a single, it, we brought it upstairs <laughs> and have and hearing it on acoustic guitar, it sounded really good too. I was like, okay, let's let's do this, let's do this. Heavens Heaven can exist as an acoustic song, I don't care. And while we were, but while in the basement we were jamming on it, I just kept repeating, what's the hook? God, what is the hook?
4: I can see it. I
3: can see it. Best believe it. You on top of me in heaven, and it's just like a weird delusional manifestation. And it's like, oh, this sounds like someone who has a crush, and I'm just, like, okay, I'm gonna, add, I'm gonna attach meaning to that. And so heaven is very much about like this sort of weird delusional euphoria of having a crush and just like repetitively being like, oh yes, we're we're gonna be together. Like it's great. It's great. Everything's
1: good. I think it, he's making you laugh. you talk about going from the basement to upstairs. Of like LP two is going to be on the roof. God, <laughs> godly production.
2: Uh, well, the way that LP two feels is it's going to be back, you know, back down in hell. Or, you know, it, it, the problem with LP two is, I mean, it's basically, well, it's not done. We can't say something like that, but what we can say is that it's, you know we basically have everything tracked right there's a, even vocals and what I, you know yeah. now we're in the mixing hell phase but then it's also like just even physicals and vinyl and all that takes so long that it's like you know even if we're trying to put the thing out sometime next summer or whatever it's like we we gotta be done by this point you know it's just i don't know think it's been so fun with this project to move really really fast but yeah especially in lp i think it's going to be a bigger moving thing right Having a whole huge release show and you know touring it that album and and all that.
0: So these songs, I was just just to clarify. Then I feel like we've had guests um, from time to time who come on with an EP, and oftentimes it's like, oh, these were you know four to six songs we couldn't find a place for on the new album, but we really loved and they or they took a different direction. But that's not the case with these, huh?
2: Here we get into the irony, which is, <laughs> oh my god, I've always said that I. Oh, okay. So I'm going to start with the bold, brash statement. I hate EPs. I don't get that. <laughs> I, and I acknowledge in the same breath that there's a m- bunch of EPs I've heard, like from phenomenal artists that I really, really like. Yeah. Um, that are freaking awesome. And I guess I can't think of any off the top of my head. The only one, yeah, the only one coming to mind right now is the Lifeguard EPL, EP, out, and I really like that. Um, it's like I. I've always looked at EPs in the same light, right? Of like, oh, we couldn't find a place for these. We just found these, you know, master tapes in a shoebox and thought, what the hell? (laughs) Like, and then an album is supposed to be this whole thing of, like, we opened a book and we wrote a narrative and everything centered down the the spine of this thread that goes through everything. And the irony for us is that, like, our LP1 was this self-titled, and I'm sure we would kind of told Jen about this in the past, of, like, we even couldn't even think of a name for the project besides our own band name, because we're like, Oh, this is just a collection of songs that we've like amassed over the past year and play live. And it's, it's who we are. And that's great. And frankly, in a way that feels more of like a hodgepodge EP vibe, right? Where it's like, but then yeah, on the flip side, like this EP is like, I think the most cohesive project. I think we both agree on that that we've ever released to date. And it's like, yeah it's the most like i don't know album like in the sense of like oh you tell a story right and these songs are very much related i mean it's cool because yeah some of the songs are super recent and like but even the you know laney and i each have a song on the on this on heaven hers is wolf and mine is rabbit in the earth Mm -hmm. which are tracks two and three right next to each other and those are songs that were both written over a year ago and even so I'm pretty sure Laney wrote Wolf like in response to my song Rabbit of the Earth back then. Oh. So it's like these songs have always been kind of conversational, mm-hmm. right? They've always sort of known each other, if that makes sense. And like mm-hmm. we've never really done anything like that on our album. Even our upcoming album, I feel the same way. And it's really frankly hard for me to be super, super excited about that. I know I shouldn't be saying that as someone trying to sell records it's like the heaven thing and the sort of synergy and whatever is like whoa like that feels super powerful mm-hmm. for sure
3: I also think since everything was so limited like all of the constraints that we had like even simply the time constraints recording all of this recording and writing some of these songs in just a span of a day um, that really makes it easier to be cohesive whereas our right. L2, you know it's like recorded written over the span of like a year or even two years if you're because some of these songs are probably like two years old at this point um to us obviously they haven't been released but that's it's harder to make that feel more connected when so much time has passed um but obviously I think I think if we like once because we still need to like finish recording some of these songs but I'll be able to, I think if we listen in retrospect, it will make a lot more sense. It'll just be like a broader,
0: just a wonder yeah. time,
3: you know, just broader scale.
0: And once it gets to listeners, right, they're going to make their own story out of it anyway, whether there is one or isn't. I think that's just kind of like, you know, if you have listeners who listen to the album front to back, right, um, they're they're going to kind of do that organically on their own anyway, I think. So it'll be interesting... Or I always think it's interesting anyway to hear what listeners, the stories listeners tell themselves about artists' music
2: anyway. So I think it's hilarious. It's so funny because I think that this project is super on the nose. this have an EP, right? I think it's super on the nose. I think it's super conversational. I think it's very like much Laney and I talking to each other, right? I mean, you know, we've been in a relationship now for over four years. It's very much about what that's like, which is very different than when you're only one year into a relationship. Mm And it's so funny because it's like I look at this music as like anyone who would listen to it, like would understand immediately that that's what it's about. And it's so funny because when when the Wolf single just came out three days ago, Lainey's mom heard it and came down while we were practicing, working on the next project or whatever, and was just like, I like the song. Is it about me? And it's just so funny because it's like, you know what I mean? It's like you make this thing that I'm just like, wow, like I really feel like I'm putting myself out there, you know, it's like. And who knows? Maybe some of that song is about her. Right, I, don't, maybe, I don't
0: know. Maybe it got in there.
2: But I'm like, I mean, I thought this was kind of about us and each other. You know what I mean? But yeah, when something like that happens, you just got to be like, I don't know, is it? Maybe yeah. you have to listen 20 more times to figure it out.
0: That's so funny. <laughs> I will say, I said to Jen, I said, I don't know if I'm going to say this on the podcast or not, but hearing how you made this EP and, and a little bit of what goes into it, I said to Jen, I was like, oh, here's another, we really could start a left of the dial, like bingo, or drinking game. I mean, this, I truly as a compliment, um, I was like, this was the perfect EP to listen to while I was like, shut up in my room with COVID. Like it feels and to hear that you kind of you made it in a bedroom just the two of you like it feels very like that's there um for me and I feel like that really did come come through and so to hear that that isn't necessarily just the story I was telling myself but one that was actually in it is interesting um but but we'll see what I know we're talking a lot about the uh the LP to come but it will be interesting to hear what people how many people's moms think maybe there are songs about them on it
1: (laughs) Let's jump into another track. Is there another song you want to highlight, play for the listeners? What do you think? Well, track two is Wolf, so I guess we can talk about
2: that. Yeah, just keep going down the line.
1: Yeah.
2: Hell yeah. This
1: isn't
4: love. This is a wolf dressed up. Your car got crushed. location Here's no never mind, guess you got.
2: the second track and it, this is the one that laney wrote i guess almost a year ago now
3: yes i was a barista and life was dark <laughs> <laughs> understandably so um i feel like it's incredibly confessional i feel like i write really confessionally um which is and stark contrast to my personality which is very uncomfortable talking about things <laughs> going on in my inner world um
2: yeah Do you have else? um yeah i i wolf is a song too that laney had demoed out to me down in the basement and i always felt because that's what'll happen because again laney brings songs into this project and She downloaded it out to me, and I was there on the drums, and I'm like, yeah, I can put some drums, whatever, but I was always kind of like, and she had, like, full lyrics and everything ready to go, Um, but I wasn't really about it because it sounded a lot like this other song, an LP2 song, called Sharpen, I think. And it is different in vibe, but I was like, it feels like very similar chord progression or maybe the key would need to change or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just pretty like down on it just because I was like, that's just a, a repeat of this other song we have.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't feel now that I've really heard it and embraced the song or whatever, I don't think that that's the case at all. Yeah. But, you know, I could see why I why I felt that way.
3: So I actually heard the song in a dream before i ever wrote it i was like that's like the whole thing about this song and i completely forgot to mention it um so i had a dream that i was in my childhood bedroom which is where we recorded it um and there was like this like cd player just like playing this song and i was like oh this is like by the magnetic fields it sounds (laughs) good i like imagined it was a magnetic field song and i was like heard the first two lines of wolf this isn't love this is a wolf dressed up and I woke up I'm like oh I have to like remember that but I didn't write it down or sing it or like record anything I just like ended up forgetting it but then I went to sleep like a few nights later and I like as I was falling asleep I remembered it and then I made a little voice memo and like I even heard like the little synth lead like in wow yeah
0: that's amazing <laughs> and that's this
3: is the only time it's ever happened to me and I just thought it was just like super cool to see how like our consciousness is always at work making art <laughs> uh, you know the, <laughs> um that yeah so it has this weird nostalgic dreamy quality because I'm like I don't know if I actually you know ripped someone off because <laughs> I dreamed before it existed <laughs> But yeah, I, it's very, like, twee, moldy peaches inspired. I feel like that yeah, that, totally. was, that was, like, where my brain was, like, pulling from, I think.
2: Yeah. This was a super Lainey song. And, I mean, Lainey taught me the synth line to play because we only had four tracks, right? And tracking on this whole EP two for one tracks one and two is like i think laney i think for i'm on the left which makes no sense because l should be for laney but i think i'm the guitar on the left pan hard left and then track two is laney on the right pan hard right so there goes two tracks and you get the nice stereo guitar then you have two tracks remaining to do any vocals or synths or anything else we want to do so of course track three is going to be a lead vocal which is laney on this song and then four is either a dub in some parts or we'll make it a harmony or whatever so it's like, oh, no, we need to add the synth. What are we going to do? So we actually retracked Lainey's lead vocal, and I just played the synth in the in the same room, like oh, at the same yeah. time in the background. So if you hear, the synth is of like a very low level because that's just all we could make happen. Mm-hmm. And it's like... It's so funny because like, again, if I, if I was here in Ableton Live or in Logic Pro, whatever, like mixing, whatever, I'd be like, oh, well, the synth needs to come up, whatever. But it's like, again, I really like that this project forces us to be creative, forces us to have those sorts of moments because it really lets Laney's vocal shine and let the synths just sort of support it ever so slightly instead of like blasting a bunch of synth in your face, you know, and I don't know.
3: Yeah, I feel like...
2: It, f- it feels super casual and almost like childlike. And what was the term you've been using and stuff? the
3: Oh, juvenile. Juvenile, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, thinking about how this song feels familiar to another song I wrote, um, that makes sense because, you know, it's appearing in a dream. It's something familiar, something that I've heard before clearly. And I've always... I'm oh like ever i've been writing songs since I was like twelve um but that particular chord progression is something that like i always like the e a what is it it's e f sharp a <laughs> i always love that ascending chord progression, and I've written so many songs with that exact chord progression just repetitively over and like that being the soul for progression throughout the song I don't know I just really like it I feel like it has this like sort of pining sad yearnful Mm. um and yeah it's it's I don't know it's it's weird I feel like I've never verbalized this to you but yeah it's I there's a lot of songs that have that haven't seen the light of day but um that have that chord progression, so I'm good. Glad that's
2: on. Last thing I was expecting Lainey to talk about on this podcast was music theory. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't know. I just really like it. It's like I don't know. One of the first songs I wrote had that exact chord progression.
0: It's funny that that's the one coming to you in your in your dreams. dreams. Yeah, in a, in a <laughs> way.
3: I feel like they, if I were to look back at all the songs and their like, lyric content, they're probably all similar. Or like, tell some weird story. So maybe I should just do a project of every song with that chord progression. Yeah,
4: <laughs> that'd be fun
0: actually. And, and to say that, like, it's got that kind of like pining and huh yearning, and then to in your in your dream brain to attribute that to the magnetic fields with uh song that has the like animal reference yeah. to it like like that could be like a, a 69 love songs like after Chicken With Its Head Cut Off you know what I mean like then uh-huh. into a, like I just think that's so funny that your brain put that kind of put all that together that's yeah, so funny was, yeah that makes sense definitely yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs> so then this song was your dream song and then I think you said earlier that rabbit in the earth was like a response to that first i would like to play rabbit in the earth for everybody and then talk about how that's how that conversation how they're in conversation with one another
2: yeah and to remind and to refresh like yeah it actually even though the order is wolf and rabbit in the earth i believe rabbit in the earth was oh it's vice the, versa first yeah. and then okay. wolf was a response, yeah this one's a me song which is like this is pretty new i think for this project we've always i've always looked at this band as like and before we write every song together and that's something we've always like tried to do Mm -hmm. um and that's like one just hard and not and not really sustainable like if you think about i don't know i mean i think collaboration is this amazing thing and that's totally a thing but it's like at the end of the day like i think ideas are things that an individual comes up with, and then you can, you know, bring them to a group and they can work on it and and whatever, maybe, you know, there are bands out there that are just phenomenal where it's like someone comes in with one little tiny idea and they can just jam for 30 minutes and make this whole world or whatever. But like, and we can do stuff like that, but especially being having the limitations of being just drums and guitar, it's pretty difficult. Um, I personally, it's really hard for me to feel, lyrically and vocally creative behind a drum kit mm-hmm. um so like i guess that's just some context on this song for me is like this was a song that when i wrote it i never expected it to be soft and dumb um this was just like something i wrote in my bedroom or in my living room with an acoustic guitar because i like expressing myself and yeah that's something that over time i think has been harder and harder for me to do through this project like just as a as a drummer mm-hmm. so yeah it definitely took some you know discussion and whatever to even think about me bringing something like that in but i think that over time i've been trying to convince laney more that like you are bringing so many songs into this project because i think that's a really really good way that we write yeah like um it's kind of hard when we just have these loose ideas and we we're, we're n- when i say that there's those amazing bands that can do that i don't think we necessarily thrive with that i'm just like you know Lainey's someone who really wants to be prepared and i will say that she's a perfectionist and she wants to come up with something that's going to sound great already and i think that's Mm -hmm. awesome um for me i'm like let's just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks and i don't care whatever um so that's just kind of i don't know what the process has become a little more so this is like the first song ever where it's been like oh wow travis is bringing this song in um yeah i don't know it's just like I wrote a song on guitar it's there wasn't much more to it than that for me i i um I guess it's a little bit i mean in terms of lyrically when I, when I say like I can be more creative when I'm writing a song with guitar in my bedroom, whatever, it's like, yeah, I feel like I can tell a little bit more of a story and there's some imagery, and I don't know, I think I called it Rabbit in the Earth because I literally was like walking around and I wrote it again, it was like last fall or winter, and like yeah just kind of the it's so weird like in the spring when you see all the animals you know and like all these squirrels jumping around and the birds chirping and whatever and in the fall it's like you see a lot of roadkill and you see a lot of just like stuff that's literally dying right yeah and i kind of related to that at the time um and i think that just you know like i say this music is therapy for us like laney and i have you know struggles and stuff that we deal with in our relationship so at the time i think that it was a lot of like Frankly, the song was me, I think, writing a song like from Laney's perspective about me. um and Laney will describe Wolf as a response of like, yeah, like rabbit in the Earth is like what you how you think I fucking feel. Wolf <laughs> is how I actually fucking feel, dude. Like you don't know shit. Yeah you know I mean?
3: when oh, I like that. showed me rabbit in the Earth. I was like offended. I was like, <laughs> why are you not right from my perspective like you know like I'm very like, you think you know how I feel. <laughs> No, you don't know a thing how I, feel. like, that's how, like, my brain works. I'm like, you couldn't even step in my shoes. right?
2: <laughs> For sure. And then I
3: wrote Rolf. <laughs>
4: so,
2: yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's partially bad. It's partially, it, it's a. Ama- I don't, it's really hard for me to write anything that's about one thing. You know, it's like, I, it's yeah. very like a stream of consciousness and like, mm-hmm. just like random feelings and whatever. And it's nice that I can put that on there and be like, oh yeah, this is like from Laney's perspective, like whatever. But there's also plenty of other things. There's just my own feelings about random stuff. Yeah. And-
3: Cause you also mentioned to me that part of it is about like meeting your idols
2: totally yeah like the last line the last ending part which is honestly my favorite part of this whole song and talk about what's awesome about collaboration right like it is my song but then when we took it into the studio and by that we mean the bedroom hardwood floor (laughs) with the four track um there was all that room on the track and that's also what i love about about the four track is like when we only had two two or three tracks using we're like oh we have a spare track it's not like digitally right when it's like you always have infinitely spare tracks right. it was like oh we have a spare track we should use this what should we do and so we added all those nice harmonies and really beefed it up and i don't know the only thing i can compare it to is like it just i'm getting like fleawood mac vibes or whatever like these <laughs> you know harmonies on here for no damn reason but it really beefs up that back half and yeah it's like um the the last lines of the song it's like it's very spaced out but it's like this is not a joke You've got to let go. You're no fan of mine. Quit wasting my time. And yeah, I agree with Lainey. I mean, that part is totally like. It's been so weird to be be an actually considered an artist, which is something an identity that I never wanted to take on in my life. When I first was in in college or whatever, I I would have. I I don't know. I was a self described like artist. I was a hater. Um, I I was a very like. (laughs) financially motivated, like, um, capitalistic person where I'm just like, this is the stupidest thing you could ever do financially, the terrible decision for your life. And now as an artist, I still stand by that statement. <laughs> um, but, but I've certainly changed my tone uh, you know, and I'm not going to say that to people the first time I meet them, which sorry, Claire, but yeah, you know, it's like, I, I just, i don't i don't know i i yeah you were
3: I, you were a bit you you you're a computer
0: science major so whatever gives that's, now, that's all you gotta ooh. say I, yeah, engineer, <laughs> right.
2: engineer so it's like now that being that artist persona though right and like being able to then like meet I, some of my idols right and like meet people and go to shows and whatever and like be able to talk shop about my own project and that and whatever it's just it is so funny like i just just it's it been completely disillusioned with the whole thing and Totally. It's, yeah, you're no fan of mine. Quit wasting my time. Understanding the same thing, you know, even in our own parasocial relationships, like Laney got recognized at the coffee shop today, whatever, down the street. It's like, I don't know. It's a little bit talking about that and sort of the disappointment, like the song and even talking about our own relationship of like, you expect someone to be one thing, there's something else, whatever. And, you know, you want someone to be something, same thing, kind of drawing the parallel of that in like a romantic relationship. And then also in like a fan artist relationship.
0: It's interesting that this is the one where you talk about, you know, beefing it up with these harmonies when there's so there are so many like narrative layers going on. Right. Because it's what, you know, like Travis, you said, you know, like sort of writing from Elena's perspective, but it's still through your view and then also thinking about this other aspect and then. Having both voices in there and that kind of happening organically is I I just think is really cool that 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 kind of shook out that way, even if it was unintentional or at least at first unintentional.
2: Yeah, I don't know. And it just feels so fun, too, because it's like, I don't know, I've even just recently started releasing music through like a solo project it feels really cool to have this be a part of soft and dumb. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's amazing to like have Lainey on there too. Right. And doing harmonies. And again, all these songs, we're both playing guitar on, right. Mm -hmm. It's not like, it's just one of us. So it's like, I don't know that, that does, that does just feel really fun. It feels very whole to have Lainey and the, and the harmonies there. It's weird. It's a weird feeling um, to write a song about someone. And like, it's, it's also sometimes feels gross and weird to like, for um, it's not like I'm, I don't know. It's just strange. It feels like you're almost forcing someone to like sign off on something, right? By singing on that thing, not even really exactly knowing, you know, how how you feel about every, I I don't know. It's getting pretty abstract. Um, But yeah, nonetheless, super fun.
1: It's funny. You were talking about earlier about people coming in and listening to your songs with their own perspective and how it, can be wrong and I like that you wrote this song from Elena's perspective <laughs> and be like no <laughs> and then it's also talking about how there's two different narrative layers going on there maybe more it's also just interesting to hear about <clears throat> like I go into songs and I think they're about one thing and I feel like it's pretty rare that an artist will be like, yes, it is about one thing. It's always about like five things. And I I think that's so fun.
2: The only way I really know how to write, it's very stream of consciousness. Mm -hmm. If I could write songs without any lyrics at all, that's the best. And that's why I love song, too, because it's like I can sometimes just write stuff and let Lainey go at it. You know, I think she's an amazing lyricist. And that can be that. Like, I don't vocal melodies. I will stand by um and i think that i have a lot of influence on that and harmonies mm-hmm. and whatever and i i like that stuff a lot but as far as lyrics it doesn't really concern me that much i don't think it's the most important thing in the world
3: but i think i feel like you always say that if you are constantly writing he like constantly writes mm-hmm. poetry and that's often the lyrics that gets used they're soft and dumb but you're just like you just like whatever it's like whatever because because it's so casual and stream of consciousness to you but I think you are you value writing more than you actually think you do.
2: Yeah, it's an identity thing, right? As a trained engineer, it's, uh, it's a the pretty, self-described like, hater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mike, you're Jesus, con- you're constantly,
3: you're constantly writing. Look your notes app right now. Come
2: on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but it's not fun, right? Like writing, you like, what's feel that? fun? is taking my toolbox and going work on this broken reel-to-reel tape machine and being in bed at 12.30 a.m. last night and later being like what are you doing? And I'm on my laptop reading a service manual for like a (laughs) 92 machine. like, that's fun. What's not fun is taking a walk and writing down my thoughts and feelings and whatever, right? That's it on a beautiful day. That's therapy, right? That's like a necessary. that's,
0: like, that's
2: work <laughs> yeah, exactly. that is work exactly that is work <laughs>
0: that's so funny
2: yeah i don't like it. i don't i uh, men are confusing i don't like it
1: so, <laughs> men will literally read manuals instead of
2: literally, to <laughs> literally not be able to fall asleep like you can literally just take like five milligrams of melatonin but instead you're here like reading 20 <laughs> of
3: i'm like what can we watch a show or
0: something, <laughs> a show or something? <laughs> that's pretty good we should i don't know how because i just want to talk about this forever now but we should transition to another another song i think there are two left and i think we've just been working down the line right
3: song i wrote one of the first songs we actually wrote together um and it was about having a crush on travis specifically
4: oh
2: <laughs> and the really cool thing too is that we all we did write it together and that was when we we're very much a collaborative song like laney wrote the first half and i wrote the back half and that's awesome and we also what's really fun about this is it's a little bit of a bonus because there's sort of an ending outro part to this song that we would sometimes perform live but never released it, never whatever. So this acoustic version has that outro. Yeah.
3: yeah. I always loved the outro, but yeah. for um, our our self-titled, we were just like, oh, we should probably keep it a little shorter. And it's like, we can save this for like special live. But we honestly haven't played it, that that ending live in so long. So I think recording, recording this for the EP was like, really really nice and nostalgic for me
1: what was it that made you want to re-record this one as opposed to anything else off of like doing an acoustic version of anything else off of the self-titled
3: I just feel like Venus works really well acoustically um also it was the second song that we recorded for this EP uh we thought we were going to do a double single it was just going to be Heaven and Venus oh cool um and I liked it narratively that it w- they were both about crushes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to lean into that. And yeah, I think that's why we picked you know, so Minas. I myself.
2: think Lini probably even wrote a lot of it on acoustic guitar. You know, or this song oh, was yeah. originally very much written on acoustic guitars, like compared to some of the other ones of songs we had laid around. A lot of that was later once we got into the basement setup of like drums and guitar and whatever. So, like, this song totally exists. This was a song that, like, existed, and then I wrote drums for it later. So that was another thing that I think felt really good about doing this one. Totally symbolically and thematically awesome, you know, to fit with with the vibe of this project. But also, I think it's one of our... It's, like, a fan-favorite song. It's one of those that, like, we literally still, to this day, will close every single set we play with this song, because it's just kind of, like... It's a little closer. It's anthemic. Um, It's, like... Yeah, it's fun. It's fun for that, and and again, also just the conversational, the uh, aspect of the song totally fits this EP. Right? Absolutely. It's like the, you know, Venus I mean is a song that's always been like Lainey said something, and then I have a part at the end that's like a, supposed to be a response to that or whatever. So yeah,
0: the, the story this EP is telling. It's funny how you know you said you know, heaven is. Trek one heaven um being about a crush and then having these two songs from two people who've spent enough time together that one of them is try you know trying on someone's perspective and then laney you feeling comfortable enough to respond to that and say actually no and then to throw back to such an early song that is again about that like those early crush feelings right um it's such a like God, i've said organic so many times this episode but it just feels really natural <laughs> it's and, a good and, way to describe soft and dumb yeah yeah exactly it feels really natural but also really thoughtful at the same time
2: no that's that's cool and i think thinking about the context is good because yeah it's like not only are you seeing right it's so funny it's like wow that's crazy because you have to think that I don't know. It's like Venus is a song that was written probably a year before it was released. And then now this project has songs that were written a year before it's released. So it says like every year of the band that we've been together for years. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. And it's like also Venus was very much written, I think in more of like a, you know, starry eyed, uh, rose tinted glasses, whatever sort of part of our relationship, right? Like only like a year in very very different you know points in in a relationship and like just getting to know people and whatever
4: mm-hmm.
2: and I don't know I, th- I think that's a super cool super cool element
3: yeah I think yeah Venus is very much about the physical sensations of having a crush mm-hmm. for me it was like very focused on like how the crush manifests physically and like for example. Wanting to piss your pants. <laughs> I'm nervous.
2: <laughs> or, yeah, biting your nails, how you feel right. And what were the other imagery? Uh,
3: biting nails. Avoiding you, eyes. Yeah. Um, right. Sorts of nervousness. That.
2: Okay, because you didn't say you wanted to piss your pants. No, you said, she
1: puts her... Or she puts her in heart blood. in the
2: blood. There we go. A little bit more elegant.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Although it would have been pretty baller if you just went in. and You were like, I want a fist in the face.
2: Hope you That's not that be, song, but LP2 We might be getting a little bit more in that vein. Yeah, we. Should... More in the face. in the vein <laughs> Yeah.
4: Yeah, we just teased it the first the first album, but
3: this one really leans in yeah it's uh, the the anxiety of having a crush and like (laughs) Uh, and it was a description of our first date actually a lot of that because we got boba (laughs) oh
2: to a cemetery yeah bit of a tone shift there yeah It it
0: was great that's perfect
2: but yeah, even from the inception of a relationship, I mean, Out of Bed, which is a project that we don't talk about, that's, you know, <laughs> even before the South title, it's hard to say DBULP because it's the that thing I consider more of an, it's just, it's weird. But Out of Bed was like this weird bedroom project, whatever. The only reason I'm bringing it up is because the cover of it is this random cemetery in the middle of the cornfields outside of Champaign Urbana, Illinois, like where we just like drive around and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah I don't know Laney and I've always from an early part of relationship we're spending a lot of time time in the great big graveyards <laughs> and like yeah because it was kind of the only place that we could get away from friends and people and like felt like we could have privacy that's we, you know we all lived with a bunch of other people right in like houses like five people live in here whatever and it's like um I don't know. We really liked that, and I think I really respected her for not like being creeped out by the graveyards. I was just like, this is a space. Like,
3: well, because I, <laughs> I come it... from I come from a I come from Forest Park, Illinois, and we actually have more dead people than alive because we have so many cemeteries. So <laughs> you know, youth is being you know, in middle school is about going to the graveyards and creeping yourself out. You know, so I'm I feel very comfortable there.
1: I started thinking, I was like, I wonder if there are
0: more dead people in my town. (laughs) I do feel like Jersey has, I would bet there are a handful of cities um, that have more. Yeah. In Jersey that have more dead than alive. I wonder if that's true. Yeah. Now, yeah. Write that down so we can look into that later. (laughs) Write that down, write that down.
2: You know, I'm kind of seeing the, it's weird, but seeing the kind of parallels between that and like, you know, that sort of graveyard symbolism, whatever. And then also heaven and whatever, (laughs) like, I don't know. We've kind of always danced the fine line with, with that sort of stuff.
0: We only have one song left. Um, and uh, I feel like I could just keep I, – I say this every week. I feel like I could do this <laughs> forever, though. Going. Yeah. Um, but before we get into the last song, do you want to let folks know – I mean, we've talked about it a lot. I always, I always feel bad asking people to do this when – they're here talking about new music, and I'm already like, so what are you working on next? Where can people find you? Tell everybody. We've talked a little bit about, you know, the new LP, but just tell them everything, what you got coming up, anything you want folks to know.
2: We're, well, I mean, we're putting out, you know, we're, we're putting out the CP right now. It's going to be up on streaming everywhere. We're also doing okay. a bunch of physicals. We're going to have cassettes and CDs and everything you can find on the band camp. Um Yeah, we're doing, we did a release show yesterday, um, which was just like an acoustic set or whatever. But, you know, we always have more shows coming up in Chicago, always trying to tour, thinking going down to Austin in March, hitting cities on the way. And who knows? Maybe there's a, potentially even an LP coming out next summer or a tour coming to a city near you.
0: We will link to everything and we'll keep folks posted. Um, yeah. Uh, and then we'll run through our stuff. Um, oh, where can folks find you on the internet? I'm sorry. We should have
2: https colon slash slash Instagram.com slash <laughs> dot com with one D. Perfect. at every everything's on Instagram. I mean we have a TikTok too.
3: We have a TikTok. Lady's going crazy on TikTok. <laughs> I, I'm trying. Not much success. It's hard. How do you get the kids engaged? It's hard. It's hard right.
2: to do. Uh. try as hard as we can to be like real. Um, but it's it's so hard to be relatable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we talked about doing it.
3: Possible. I think it's hard to um make micro content, period, that engages
0: people. Yeah. Every time we have a meeting, we say TikTok like, we'll, out loud. We'll, we'll do a TikTok. Yeah. We'll yeah. think about it. We'll talk and <laughs> never, never I, do it. It's never going to happen over here either. Um, yeah. But you can find us at Left of the Dial FM on Instagram. Uh you can find us at left of the dial PC on Twitter. Uh episodes, live sessions, interviews, album reviews, list goes on at left of the dial.fm. Jen, do you want to let folks know where they can find you and what you've got um going on with left of the dial right now? Yes. You can follow me on Twitter at spooky
1: underscore redacted because I can't have spooky underscore coochie anymore because somebody fucking took it. I deactivated my account for a hot second and it was fucking gone. It's so cool though. I talk about it every fucking episode. <laughs> you should keep talking about it.
3: I'll report, I'll report with the industry.
0: Thank you. It's so kind. Ugh. It's so <laughs> kind. Um,
3: oh so, I'll talk my friends. We'll start a
0: mouse recording. <laughs>
1: I don't even crazy. think they have moderation at Twitter anymore. <laughs> yeah. They won't even care.
2: It's kind of clouded on Twitter, so you better I'm watch not out. I'm clouded
3: on Twitter. I have like 200 followers. Yeah, but
2: think about who's in that 200. It's a I good fun. I have
1: a Mitski follow. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> if I was still spooky coochie, she would have followed me. Um, I, I just got in there
3: early. That that was the thing. Uh, I was in there. 2013 yeah, you, you got to hold on tight to that yeah i'm like that account is never going to be deactivated
0: mm-hmm. because
1: of that that's right um other than my twitter username at left of the dial we're actually looking for new writers um if you email me at jen at left of the dial dot fm with writing samples or pitches i would love to work with you um it didn't really sound enthusiastic when I said it, but I would love to work with you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Jen is um, has really made the website her baby, and I love reading what, what Jen and our writers have going on over there. I feel like if I can give a little shout out since I'm not writing on there or anything, I feel like you guys are doing something really unique and um, are doing really, like, Again, thoughtful stuff that doesn't feel like people trying to write reviews. It feels like people writing about music they really like and trying to get the word out. And I'm really proud that that's the direction it's taken. So if you're somebody who wants to do that kind of writing about music, reach out to Jen. Um, and yeah, I think that's... Oh, thanks. I think that's Andrew everything. wrote a really good article about Screaming
1: Females. <laughs> okay, <everybody> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay,
1: sorry, sorry, sorry. Enough about
0: us. Enough about us. And I'm at AQ Andrea Q. You can also hear me talk about New Jersey at New Jersey is the world. That's everything on our end. Um, Yeah. So one more song. Why don't you tell us a little bit about online?
3: So online is one of the songs that we wrote within the three-day window we recorded, uh, recorded and mixed and mastered this EP. Um, we were—I was learning Travis's song Rabbit in the Earth, and it's in this little fucked-up tuning, and <laughs> it's like C. I even—I have—I don't even remember it. We don't know it. It's like <laughs> I know, ICG something. Um, but i was just like playing in it just cuz i love playing in weird times uh, not times signatures weird um tunings just like cuz i love to torture myself for a live performance of um <laughs> and yeah i was just like came up with this little like chord progression that i really liked and then me and travis were like going back and forth like writing parts and um we recorded the song like we wrote the instrumental for the song first and then we were like coming trying to come up with vocals and I had written this um these lyric ideas um at work like a couple days ago and they were just my thoughts on how like oh I feel like I'm like not a super like like I wish I could embody this like rock star persona that so many artists and like I feel like when you're in the rock genre and you're in a girl you have to be like this like hot girl (laughs) it's like you know
4: like hot online
3: hot online you have to be Mm -hmm. hot online and i'm like very (laughs) uncomfortable being perceived um so that um, is kind of at odds and i wish i was it's about how i wish i was more um more of this like hot rock star chick who's so confident and like you know Looking, I was looking at my peers, you know, just being like, oh, they're so cool. They're so confident. I wish I could do that. And, um, you know, I'm actually the person who just has, who disassociates on stage, you know, <laughs>
4: not,
3: not, not someone who's, um, you know, embodies this super confident persona. And so online was just that. I came up with this vocal melody. And, yeah, it was just me reciting.
2: Super simple sort of bookend to the you know to the project and this is the one song where we we do leave in some of those tales and some of those like you know discussions at the end or whatever like at the end Lainey literally says something like you know I say like oh that was pretty good she's like yeah this is good enough whatever you know (laughs) that's very much how we treated this project is like because we gave ourselves those three days we weren't re-recording everything we weren't trying to get it perfect we're like yeah it's good enough Mm -hmm. um but yeah I mean I think we're it's really funny but at least the intro to online it's like my favorite song on the project for sure i think it's like the catchiest book Mm -hmm. um it's really fun but and then harmonies and so simple but yeah i don't know i think that i think it's super real and i like the meaning behind it for sure and i get so yawn tired of the whole hot online thing whatever like it's that's just such a difficult thing in general with artists and whatever and Especially now, you know, with image and all everything being just be frankly, it's way more important. Um, it's something we think about as a band all the time. Like and I think we have a really good image too. Um, it's just like that feeling of like, I'm sure, wanting to be recognized for your work, right? And like not just appearance and not just how you happen to look or mm, you, whether sure. you're putting a ton of time into that or whether you're just naturally this amazing awesome beautiful person. It's like and and you know beauty standards and all that. It's like yeah, it's kind of a collision of of all those things. And also then just the irony of like calling this very analog song online or whatever. <laughs> like, um super, super fun. Super fun.
3: Yeah. Um, I was gonna say something about it, but I forget. Um...
2: Belly piercing Saturday is getting wasted. Oh
3: yeah, yeah. I, 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 I wrote it because I was like scrolling through Instagram and saw this like hot girl musician, and I was like, oh my god, she's so cool. She has a belly piercing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, like, she's so cool. Oh my god. I like the song a lot. I think it's a very relatable feeling. I don't want to be a rock star, but I still, I'm like, well. Be cool if I was. Be cool if I looked like one. I'll never learn to play guitar. I just want to look like a rock star. But I... No, I'll go through Instagram and stuff like that all the time and be like, God, I wish that were me. I mean, I don't, but I do. (laughs) You know what I mean? I feel like every artist
3: has to have, like, a song. I guess, like, every female artist has to have a song where they're like, is this gay or is this... (laughs) (laughs) Jealousy. <laughs> you know fuck mommy has cool girl olivia rodrigo has a song lazy that she just put out it's like very much like everyone's like is jealousy or gay or this and i feel like that that i'm like i had i write a passage
2: our friend michael always wasn't he the one saying asking if venus was gay or yeah whatever. i think it's
3: like totally cool if people like want to
2: call it a gay song
3: yeah. i'm like talking about more of like a venus as like a god because mm-hmm. i'm a third um but, but yeah if you want to have that gay, yeah okay.
1: that's so yeah. funny me and my me and my friends made a playlist and it was this is about lesbians now <laughs> <laughs> we just keep putting stuff to it that's didn't put so venus fun. on it but maybe i will <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just wait, just wait till online's on streaming. That's
0: right. yeah. <laughs> I think that's a perfect note to end on if you ask. Me. <laughs> uh, this really has been such a good time. I already said it, but I could keep talking um, with you two and Jen about the CP Forever. Heaven is out now today. Go listen to it. Keep your eye out for the uh, physical versions and then go buy them um. We'll like I said, we'll share when Soft and Dumb is going to be in your area when you can see them live. Um, Jen, anything else?
1: Report spooky underscore coochie on Twitter so that I can. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm gonna make the outro even worse. It's gonna make it even more awkward to end on. Let's play out Left of the Dial by the Chisfairs. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for listening. This has been Left of the Dial. I've been your host, Andrea. Jen has been my co-host. Our guests have been soft and dumb. Thank you so much for listening. I already said that one time. We will see you next week. And if I don't see you in a long, long while,
4: I try to find you Left of the Dial.